Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Before we talk about these Senate confirmation hearings of Katanji Brown-Jackson, uh, people are texting in <clears throat> and asking if they can uh, get the website of Lviv Lab. I know it's hard to spell. It's Ukrainian. L-V-I-V. Right. LvivLab.com. L-V-I-V-L-A-B.com. That's where you can watch the Telegraph. Uh, they, they broadcast on something called Telegraph. Uh, Joe Lindsley, because our Because I guest. think it's encrypted. It's yes. harder for the Russians exactly. to track is exactly. my understanding. So they right. can have – they can broadcast freely on Telegraph from Lviv Lab, L-V-I-V-L-A-B.com. Yeah. If you want to follow Joe Lindsley and on Instagram, he's at J.P. Lindsley and he posts there. And an extraordinary journalist and I'm so glad that he makes time to come on our show because I – it's just such good information, and I feel like we have this bond with him now. Yep. just want to make sure that, that he's okay. Absolutely. And, and while that's happening on the other side of the world, we got our own confirmation hearings, right, for, for Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson continuing today. And, um, and interesting, if not uncomfortable, exchange. And this was with... Senator Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. And, yes. Right. And, and many of the senators have been pontificating. I guess they have 30 minutes airing grievances uh, in many cases. Um, and so we pulled some sound, and it's, it's pretty interesting uh, exactly what was said and why it was said. And she's gotten some criticism, too, Jor. Um, well, she's gotten a fair amount of criticism on the right for potentially being soft on sexual predators and specifically child pornographers. A few people have reached out to me on Twitter when I talked about this. And it turns out that Jackson did, in fact, sentence some offenders to a prison term below that recommended by the guidelines. But that is the ordinary practice within the federal judiciary. Jackson did hand down sentences that were at or above the probation office's recommendations in five out of seven cases that were brought up by Senator Josh Hawley. So we'll see. I mean, and there are also, you know, accusations, soft on crime. So should we tee up that clip? Yeah, but from... I want to hear what Senator Lindsey Graham yeah. had to say, particularly. Well, I don't really know what he was saying. So let, let's strap yourself in. Do you attend church regularly? Well, Senator, I am reluctant to talk about my faith in this way just because I want to be um, mindful of the need for the public to uh, have confidence in my ability to separate out my personal views. Well, how would you feel if a senator up here said your faith, a dogma, lives loudly within you and that's of concern? How would you feel if somebody up here on our side said, you know, you attend church too much for me or your faith is a little bit different to me, and they would suggest that it would affect your decision. Would you find that offensive? Senator, I'm... I'm I would if I were you. 
I found it offensive when they said it about Judge Barrett. So, so what is he saying? Is he saying you attend church too much? What, what is he asking her? Or would your faith, would your faith somehow affect your rulings and how you interpret the Constitution? I, I'm still trying to figure that out and interpret exactly what was said. But. Well, and, and we are people of faith. And, of course, despite Lindsey Graham maybe stepping on himself or maybe asking a weird question, it did occur to us, and we want to know what you think about this, how much should faith or religion matter when it comes to a Supreme Court justice? Our text line is 651. Nope, I'm giving the wrong number, aren't I, David? Uh, no, our text right. at 651 wcco You can call or you can text. So, and Paul, I want you to answer the question too. Does her faith or how faithful she is, how religious she is or is not, does that matter to you in a Supreme Court justice? No. What matters is interpreting the Constitution, mm-hmm. defending, protecting, defending the Constitution. I, I, the Founding Fathers, as imperfect as they were, created something ingenious mm-hmm. 246 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they wanted church and state to be separate. America was not supposed mm-hmm. to be a Christian nation. Right or a Jewish nation, or a Muslim nation. It's a pluralistic society where everybody has the freedom to recognize the faith that they want to recognize. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think these are all distractions. I think and, so, and too. And smoke screens, and I don't really understand how that question is germane to how she would interpret the Constitution. Correct. And for me, whatever he was trying to say or get across doesn't really matter. But it got us thinking about how we how we want her or how you or me, Paul, all of us, um, if it matters a lot. And because we have a separation of church and state in this country and because this is a Supreme Court justice, I just care about interpretations, really smart ones, like really for really smart people, of the Constitution. And I don't know that their faith plays into that. Into that, I don't know that your faith plays into the interpretation of the law and of the Constitution. And it probably shouldn't. No, I, I agree. I, I think I, I don't – look, faith enters into our religion, how we worship God. Mm-hmm. But it, it sh- faith has no place when it comes to interpreting the Constitution. I just want to jump in because I agree that, yeah. that faith shouldn't have um, a play in how you interpret the Constitution. However, we're celebrating um, what could be the first African-American woman on the court. And the fact that she's African-American woman, like that shouldn't play into her rulings either, right? right? It's a fact about her, but we're celebrating her because it brings diversity, and it and it better represents our country. So mm-hmm. to that effect, I hope we do have people. And it does impact. She has a different point of view because she's black. And she would also have a different point of view if she had a particularly religious belief. And that impacts who you are. You can't get away from that. And I think it's important to have diversity that reflects our country on the Supreme Court. I like that. And I want diversity. On the Supreme Court, I want men, women, black, 
brown, white. You, you want – we do want that diversity. So I, I see your point, David. I, I hear you and I see that – but I also think that that shouldn't – I think life experience is one thing and I you can say that having faith adds to your life experience and it does. It's how you were raised. It's, it's how you view life through a certain lens. But I wouldn't want it to be the overriding factor in someone making decisions about – the Constitution, and about justice in our country. So to DJ's point, Sandra Day O'Connor was the first woman to serve as a Supreme Court justice. Mm -hmm. 1980, Ronald Reagan promised to nominate the first woman to the Supreme Court. Before that, it was all dudes. Right, right. So, okay, let's have women on to reflect Mm -hmm. who we really are as Mm -hmm. a nation. Mm -hmm. And I, I see nothing wrong. In fact, it... It's the right way to do things mm-hmm. to uh, to make sure that everybody is represented demographically. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I, I see your text, guys. I know that that um, Lindsey Graham was trying to get back at the Democrats for how they questioned Amy Coney Barrett. I get it. I, I don't care about this Lindsey too- Graham squabbles with the Democrats. Like I don't care about any of that. It just posed the question. It made us think a little deeper about should faith. Should faith really matter when you're choosing a justice? I, I don't care about the politicking involved here and whether or not this he could get still, out his point. A lot of this is still payback for Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, and, 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 and they need to shut that down. They, they well, need to move on. The country has moved on. Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice. The, the, you, know what? you know what, Senate? The rest of the country has moved on. How about you serve the people and you ask smart questions instead of petty getting back at each other once? So think of some better Demagoguery? Questions. Really? Demagoguery is out? Think of some better questions. Ask insightful, thoughtful yeah. questions about well, the law or her expertise or how she would rule if she wants to give that information. Don't don't get back at each other. Let's let's move forward. What do you think? Not healthy. What do you think of this? Uh, give us a call. Text us 651-461-9226. We'll be back with your reactions next. So how much should faith matter when choosing a Supreme Court justice? That's the conversation we're having as Katanji Brown-Jackson was asked about her faith during the Senate confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. How much should faith matter? Does it matter to you? Josh and Zimmerman is calling in to give his opinion. Hey, Josh. Hi, how are you doing today? We're well. Thank you, sir. Well, um, faith, yeah, faith, faith is good. Faith matters. You know, uh, my, my family are, are Christians, you know. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't matter who, uh, who who has authority and office or anything like that. If you're male, female, you know, black or white, or if you're uh, your ethnic background or anything like that, it just depends on you know who you are for the people, your education, your background. Because I mean, when I signed up for the military, it was just strictly um, I was for the people. I didn't care about the benefits or anything like that. I was just for the people. It's just what kind of difference would you make? Josh and Zimmerman, thank you for yeah. answering the question. Good we appreciate point. that. All right. Uh, some of the texters say, Paul and Jor, uh, as a woman of faith myself, I don't care how religious or what religion my Supreme Court justices are or not. I just want to know that they can put their faith or lack thereof aside when deciding a case. Okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this texter says, her religious beliefs should have nothing to do with interpreting the Constitution. See, that is interesting. And, and, the more I've been thinking about this day and the more I think about it, I know we're people who have faith and we come with a bit of a bias. 
But I think this is just Jordana talking. We should be able to really separate. You know, religion should not be the guiding factor in your decisions about the Constitution. It could be the guiding factor in your morality and in your life. And I understand we're human, so we're biased and we come with a history. But we should be able to separate, like our country, church and state. You said something important. We're we're flesh and blood human beings. Show me anybody who doesn't have bias. We right? all do. Based on our all experience, we're not robots. No one is neutral. No journalist. Nobody is a neutral person. Nobody is a blank page. No. Mm-hmm. But again, and, and I've said this before, I acknowledge science and the scientific method and data and evidence, but I have a faith in something more. And that's why I talk about my Christian right. faith. Get that. But when yes. it comes to a judge, I mean, should there be faith involved? I, I that, That's your business. Yeah. My question is, can you interpret the Constitution? Can you bring the Constitution alive and make it relevant to the case in front of you? That's right. Based on the evidence, the data in front of you. Right. Because sometimes Bible teachings are not always relevant to Supreme Court cases, i.e., we don't stone people to death anymore. So if that's the basis you're coming from, you might want to update that if you're going to be a Supreme Court justice. And and I want to read the rest of this texter. Okay. I, I cut off the texter. Um, the texter writes, her religious beliefs should have nothing to do with interpreting the Constitution. Reagan was an atheist and he ran the country. Wait, Reagan well, was, was an he? atheist? I don't think so. I, I think he was a Christian. I, rem- I remember he was Ronald Reagan, involved. his son. His is son a, is an atheist. His son Correct. is an atheist. Correct. I think people are getting confused. Ronald Reagan, the president, was, was a he? Christian, staunch Christian. But, yes. Okay, because I know Ron and Nancy were very also into astrology, and they used to have an ast- astrologer come um, to read the stars for them in the White House. That person came to the White House. So, okay, thank you for correcting that. I didn't. His son I, I is wasn't an atheist. That familiar and with. very outspoken. Okay, yeah. thank you for correcting that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, Do we have another? I'm sorry, David. Is there another caller? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Let's take Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, Mark. Greetings. What hey. do you, what do you make of this, Mark? Well, as a as a person of faith, this is, and I've been watching this. I uh, teach high school students, and we've had some of the hearings on, and it's it's just really, um, really stuck in my mind that we're comparing, not even apples and oranges. I'm not sure we're even talking produce because Judge Barrett uh, taught at a religious institution. She spoke and wrote on matters of faith and the law quite frequently. So that is a very public faith that made that fair game for any kind of hearing. Don't agree with her, um, but that's a whole different thing. Judge uh, Brown Jackson has a very private faith. Um, There's nothing that I've seen so far that anybody's brought up that is in the public realm about that. Um, Ergo, I'm not even sure it's it's in the same league. Uh, you can't compare these two situations. It just to me is, is a ludicrous argument. And as a person of faith, I thought that the approach of the senators who have brought this up uh, is just flat out embarrassing. 
so Mark, this is interesting, and thank you for bringing this up. So ha- had Katanji Brown Jackson written about faith or you know I- influencing a decision in the past, then it would have been fair game. But because she hasn't done that, unlike right. past justices that were questioned, I hear what you're saying. Well, yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I, and I think that holds true for anybody in, in running for public office or anybody in the public eye. If you're going to put yourself out there and proclaim yourself to be this or that, you open yourself up. That's a public declaration of your faith or your beliefs in some way, and that makes it fair game for any kind of arena you want to enter. If you're a person of faith and you keep that private and to yourself, um, okay, great. Uh, there's there's nothing really there to talk about unless something comes out that you're, you know, into something that many people would consider yeah. Yeah. incorrect or, you know, offbeat. I mean, there's just nothing um, there. Mark, Mark good call. thank you. You made yeah. a very, very good point. Mark, joining us on the uh, John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Appreciate the input. Because there needs to be context, yeah, Mark. Thank it's you. Like, it's like asking it. the judge, do you, uh, what do you think about chocolate? <laughs> do you like chocolate? And, I mean, you could answer that and say, well, I prefer vanilla, mm-hmm. but... How is that relevant but to may, interpreting the Constitution? But if the judge Unless, had written about chocolate, if there was, pro- if <laughs> chocolate came before the court, got it. Got it. Uh, okay, <laughs> then I could see. But otherwise, really? <laughs> okay, look, we all. I learned something. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mark. Uh, when we get back, oh, I wrote you guys a fun quiz. It's a Supreme oh, Court quiz. We'll take that. Test your knowledge next. Hey, do you know it's another Wolves Wednesday on News Talk 830 WCCO? Hey, don't. No, 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 no. It's not. That's a fake howl. Don't call in. That was a fake howl. That was just the preliminary. The real howl. That was the practice howl. Sometime. My phone's already lit up. But the real howl coming sometime before 6 p.m. Win four-pack of tickets to see the Wolves take on somebody on April 5th at the Target (laughs) Center. I wrote the script. I can't remember what it says. They're going to win. I mean, they're killing it this they season. Are. So they're going to yeah. win. So Listen whoever for the they're playing is irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Wolves Wednesday. So in the next They're hour, going to play the Wizards those. on April 5th. Yeah. yeah. We're going to give those like tickets away. Um, are you ready, friends, to test your knowledge on the scales of justice? This is a Supreme Court quiz? It is. Okay. You, you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Um, That's for it. Do we need a robe? I'm going to put my robe on. Right? And, um, and, and like, I feel like you need one my, of those necklines. My gavel. That, 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 uh, Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg used to wear. Oh, I feel like I need that. In I honor dare you to get her. one of those. I need one of those in honor of her. Okay, here we go. U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Rutledge, the second ever to hold that position, was also the only person ever removed against his will from the court. <laughs> oh. Why was he removed from the court? What year was this? Is it because, A, he denounced President Washington? Pretty old. B, because he was gay, or C, because he had too few slaves. Paul. <laughs> too few slaves. Uh, DJ, it was because he denounced President Washington. Of course it was. The other two are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Paul thought it was a slave one. I, I'm just, I was just rolling that around. I mean, I know the founding fathers, some of them had slaves. They were... Very imperfect human beings. I said, you may get dumber after this quiz, so I may <laughs> make you Moses. dumber from this quiz. So just just fair warning, okay? I had some fun writing it. Mm. Uh, by the way, uh, that Supreme Court Justice John Rutledge, here's a little trivia to impress your friends. He later tried committing suicide by jumping off a wharf, but was fished out by slaves before he could drown. <laughs> Boy, 
don't know if they were his slaves there. or not. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they were okay. his slaves or not. Okay. Here we go. Wow. Um, Associate Justice James Wilson was the first member of the Supreme Court to die in office. How did he die? Good grief. Was it suicide? Was it malaria? Or did his wife murder him? Paul. It was the wife. DJ. No, it was malaria. It was malaria. Yeah. Did two for two, that? baby. Let's go. <laughs> wait. He, he contracted wait. That's malaria. what people, that was like back in the Oregon Trail. That's what people died from. You get like dysentery or malaria. consumption. Or malaria. He had malaria and then he had a stroke and it was it just. It could have been the wife, yeah. though, who infected him with malaria. Yeah. Here's another little yeah, fun tidbit dark. about Justice James Wilson. Okay. Uh, he was 55 when he died. He was awful with money. He spent time in a debtor's prison. Wow. wow. Bailed out by his son and then fled from New Jersey to North Carolina to escape his creditors. Wow. And let's remember, this man was a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> he then became a Supreme Court justice. So yeah. the scrutiny that these people are yeah. going through today. I think the vetting has gotten better. Yeah. Yeah, back, <laughs> back in the good old days when you I could mean, just run yeah. away to North Carolina. Dude, Come it was on, a Earl. mess. <laughs> Um, who grief. was the richest Supreme Court justice? Ooh. The richest. Was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Is it Clarence Thomas? Or is it Brett Kavanaugh? DJ. Hit me. I think it's Brett Kavanaugh. I'm going to go with Ruth. Yeah! Ruth wow. reportedly really? had a net worth as high as $18.1 million. Wow. Well, poor Justice Anthony Kennedy was only worth seven hundred thousand dollars. How did she, do you know how oh, she made her money? Uh, I don't know the answer. Uh, we know I know from watching her um, her documentaries that her husband was also a very successful lawyer. So maybe because the two of them the were working, yeah, maybe because the two of them were working. Like I don't know if huh. the wives of the other Supreme Court justices have jobs like Ruth Bader Ginsburg had. So maybe it is investments. That's I have no impressive. idea. Impressive. Okay, I'll have to Google that. Okay, Uh, for the first 146 years of its existence, the Supreme Court did not have its own building. So where did the justices meet? Did they meet in random different rooms at the Capitol? Did they meet in private homes or did they meet in bars? Uh, DJ, I think they met in different rooms at the Capitol. I think they met at bars. This is a trick question. What? Because it's all of the above. What? Sorry, well, uh, I said you're going to get dumber. They did meet at different rooms at the Capitol's, but they also, and they met, also in bars. met at the bar. Yeah, like and cheers? at their private homes. Like, hey, let's go over to my house. Sorry, DJ, don't be mad. They didn't have their own building. Don't be mad. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. True or false? Okay. True false. Or false. Okay. True. That's not how the game works. <laughs> okay. We're just practicing. True, true or false? <laughs> the Supreme Court took up the case of whether a tomato is a fruit. Or a vegetable. Paul, true. Are you, are you going to go with that? Yeah. TJ? False. It's true. Ah! Did what? you just guess or did you know the history? Oh, no, you said it was a ridiculous quiz. I mean, it, it is would ridiculous. make us yeah. dumber. And, but uh, that is a ridiculous fact. And what did they find? Interesting that you ask me, DJ, well, and I'm prepared for Reagan that. Reagan said that tomato is a... It's a berry. Ketchup is, is a vegetable. And I every no. time I put ketchup on my ketchup burger, I remind my wife that. Scourge to hot dogs everywhere. It's real? Are you anti? Yes. Not anti on a hot ketchup. Dog. Who would put ketchup on a Why hot dog? Why do you That's hate America? America? You yeah, hate yeah, ketchup. Ketchup's, ketchup's trash. What ketchup's is the matter burgers. with you? Did no, you ketchup. hit your head? Okay. Go, can we get back to the case? Okay. I think it's a veg, uh, fruit. I mean, I think it's a fruit. What do you think it is? I think it's a vegetable. 
the highest court in the land ultimately decided it was a vegetable. Thank you. And you can Google that, friends at home, that are yelling at the radio saying, Jordana, you made that up. Wait, so the Supreme Court could just change science if they want? It is a vegetable, dude. Oh, is it? No, it's a fruit. No. Nice try. The case was Nix versus Hedden. It was decided in 1893. Maybe that's before we knew it was a fruit, before actual science. We should raise it back to the Supreme Supreme Court and get that corrected. Start that petition, David. I will sign that petition. Let's go. Lindsey Graham should have asked. I will sign it. Yes. Is it a fruit? That (laughs) should be the question. That should have, instead of the whole faith thing, (laughs) please clear this up for us. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Just a couple other tidbits. Mm -hmm. Justice James Clark McReynolds is today viewed as the most bigoted justice. He often used uh, racial slurs. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And was a a raging anti-Semite. He was not particularly well-liked. And the fun fact about him, other than the racism and the anti-Semitism, when he died, not a single colleague went to his funeral. (laughs) Whoa. That says a lot. Okay. Nobody went. Nobody went. And um, Justice Hugo Black holds the distinction as being one of the longest-serving justices with a 34-year tenure and the only known member of the KKK. Oh, you're kidding me. I mean, these are these are American facts, friends. This is which is, again, makes it more important as to why Ketanji Brown Jackson is now being interviewed and in her confirmation hearings to be a Supreme Court justice, because we had raging racists, anti-Semites, people like that that used to be on the court. He was a a, a, well, he was the only known member of the KKK. Maybe the other were hidden. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, impress your friends. We we have improved and evolved. Um, <laughs> impress your friends. Okay. Thank Sorry you, about George. the loss of brain cells from that I think that we quiz. tied, DJ. You came on strong uh, and then I caught up. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. can believe that. Now you know. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? Mike Max is next on CCO. Twins won today. Preseason ball. Yeah. Hey, Mikey. Mike Max Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group at Caldwell Banker Real Estate. Mike is working, working in Florida, down in Fort hey, Myers. Buddy. Hey, Maxie. I was. Let me hold the phone up once. See if you can hear this. Are you on the I don't beach? Know if you can pick up. Are on you on that. the beach? I'm, I'm, I'm on the beach in Sanibel right Look now. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So nice. I'm sitting in a lounge chair, and the waves are coming in. You got and, that? Um, you got that CCO TV thong on right now? Oh my god. I got the thong on, and more importantly, there's thongs walking by me. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Took a turn. Took a turn. You were right, Paul. These sunglasses are awesome. <laughs> no, I'm not Mike sports. Max. I don't know who you're talking about. about. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I am enjoying the uh, the uh, like, speedo. Beach in the Sanibel with the seashells. Yes. You know, Mikey, you but never take time off, so I hope, I hope you're enjoying well, yeah, some beach the, time. I went, went to uh, Carlos Correa's press conference this morning over there, and that was uh, quite a thing to do, and obviously uh, uh, far fewer uh, media folks from Minnesota there because of uh, the nature of it, but uh, uh, a lot of national presence there, and uh, they had it at the, at the Twins Academy there, which is part of the uh, camp or the uh, campus there for spring training, and it is a phenomenal city. These minor league players, and it's like a big screen TV, and it's a classic auditorium. It's just awesome. So I got to meet Mr. Correa again, and we had a nice visit over there. Rod Carew was there, and Rocco Baldelli, and his agent uh, Scott Boras. So it was a lot of fun. Very cool. You're living the good life down there. Hey, what, what he, this, this complex that they got? I should tell you that this complex where they house these minor league players is unbelievable. They have uh, dorms for all these uh, you know prospects. 
they serve a thousand meals a day at this place. Um, they wow. have a big auditorium, then they have classrooms, and they teach financial literacy um, so that you know what to do with your money. If you got a good, you know, if you're a bonus baby, they also teach uh, English classes for those that come from the, you know, the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they come from a lot of different places. The international game, and it is an unbelievable campus. <laughs> Excuse me, I sneeze, but bless you. Uh, wow. Yeah, thank you. A little sunny out here. It gets in my eyes. You know, it's problematic. Oh, poor baby. This time here. But, yeah. but, but it was, uh, it, that, that campus is just unbelievable what they're doing. And I said, isn't this expensive for you guys? And I said, well, you got to remember before this, we had to put them all in a hotel and they were all on per diem. So it's, the cost isn't as substantial as you think compared to what we get in return, you know. Maxie, uh, you got to figure it out. You you work in the morning and you're on the beach. Do you have, Are you yeah. doing your TV stuff from the beach? No, I, I did it all. So it's pre-recorded, oh, it's as we taped. say. Uh, yeah, this time because we, uh, uh, we, we, there's so much stuff going on in Minneapolis, and yes. it's such a great time to be in Minneapolis. We got the high school basketball tournaments. We got the the, the Timberwolves playing Phoenix tonight, the best team in the West. We got the Wild just made the big trade. The Vikings yep. made a big deal yesterday. Uh, their coach talked today. Their general manager talked today. So, so we have uh, you know condensed. Uh, you know, we, we want to get to it all. So we we've made shorter versions of what we're doing everywhere in sports for the next couple of days, just because we want to get it all on. Mike Max, thank you, my friend. Wolves tickets next.